Welcome to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. Today we have a special guest, Apostle Angelica Morris from Tennessee. Okay, you're on the air. All right, blessings to everyone, blessings. Uh, the host asked me to come on and just share a word uh, from the Lord on today. First of all, as he stated, I am Apostle Angelica Morris. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. The name of my ministry is Prophetic Word Deliverance Center, where we believe in people getting delivered, healed, and set free. You can find me. Uh, let's get all this out the way before I go into the words. You can find me on Facebook or Monday, Bill Latrice Morton. Uh, my church also has a page, which is Prophetic uh, Word Deliverance Center. Also, I have a business, A&W Taxes. It also has a page. You can find me there. And if you need to know anything, you're welcome to inbox me. All right, let's get to the word of the Lord. Um, as I was praying and seeking God to see what we would talk about, give it for a quick hot minute. The Lord brought to me about praise is my weapon. Praise is your weapon. And he brought a scripture to mind, Psalms 149 and 6. That said, let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. When you don't have nothing else, you have to understand that you still have your praise. You still have your worship. When it looks dark at the end of the tunnel and you can't see nothing else and everything is crumbling around you. You don't lost friends. You don't lost family. You don't lost this. You don't lost that one thing that you should not have lost is your praise and your worship. You should be able to give God praise in the middle of your storm take it for instance the storm that we're in right now everybody is calling it a pandemic no matter where you are whether you're at home at work or you're still allowed to go to church in your different states or whatsoever you should be able to give god praise what we must understand is that we are the church and where we go is just a building so no matter where you are your hands should be lifted your mouth should be open and you should be giving god praise a lot of people think that when you say giving god praise you know you you jump up and you go to dancing and you go to shouting, but giving God praise is giving God the fruit, hallelujah, the fruit of your just giving God praise is telling God thank you, telling God I love you, telling God glory, telling God we magnify you. That is giving God praise. You have to understand that that is your weapon. And in this day, time, and season, we need praise to be our weapon. A lot of us, our faith has hit rock bottom, my God. A lot of us have thought awful, but I'll stop back to tell you on today that we still got our praise. God still got us in the palm of his hand. And guess what? It may seem like that God has forgotten about us, but I'll stop back to tell you once again, God has not forgotten about us. God sit high and he looked low, and he'll wipe the tears away from your weeping eyes. God is sitting on the throne. You hear me? When I say he's sitting on the throne and he's going, I got you, my child. He's going, you don't have to worry about nothing. Just let me be God. So sometimes we have to sit back and let this thing play out. But while we're letting it play out, we should yet be giving God what is due to him. What we must understand is that we owe God our life. God owes us nothing. If God never do nothing else for us, guess what? He has done enough. So as I go to my clothes, Hear me. Continue to praise God. I, I have a thing that I say, when you get up out the bed and put your feet to the floor, my God, you give God praise because it could have been the other way around. It could have been somebody calling to let family members know that 
continue to transition and go on to be with the Lord. But every day that you open your eyes is another day to give God praise. Every day that you put your feet, hallelujah, on the floor, it's another day to give God praise. Every day that you can call and check on children and, and fathers and mothers and sisters and brothers and see that they're doing fine. That's another way to give God praise. Every day that you can get in your vehicle. You owe God a praise. You owe God your life. Back on the air. All right. Praise the Lord. We do apologize for the technical difficulty. Uh, we were talking about the praise is your weapon. And as I stated uh, earlier, that we have to continue to give God praise in everything that we're dealing with and everything that we're going through. Praise is our weapon. I know it looks hard right now. I know it might not seem like it's going to get any better. But I promise you, if you trust God and if you keep the faith, if you keep your hope, if you keep your hope in God, I guarantee you better days are coming, but while you're waiting on the better days, we got to continue to give God praise. We got to continue to worship God no matter where we are, no matter who we are. We got to continue to give Him praise. I stated the other day that if a baby can open up his mouth and give God praise, why can't we? We have gotten selfish. Mm. We have gotten selfish with, with our praise. We only want to praise God when everything is going. All right. We only want to praise God when we think we got everything. But how about when we done lost everything we got? Can we give God praise in the midst of that? When, when I say lost everything, when we done hit rock bottom, can we give God praise when we done hit rock bottom? And a lot of us, a lot of us, have hit rock bottom. And because we hit rock bottom, we didn't stop giving God praise. We won't open our mouth. We won't tell God thank you. We won't tell God I love you. We won't tell God nothing because we feel like that God has done this to us. Let me help you. God does not mean for you to go through the works. Now, what we have to understand is that our trials and tribulations come to make us strong. And while we're going through trials and tribulations, everything that we go through is a lesson learned. But, but while we're learning the lesson, we yet got to give God praise. There's a description in the Bible opening Psalms that said, Come into his courts with thanksgiving. Come into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Let me help you. His gates is when you come through the door with your hands lifted up and you giving God praise. His courts, when you get there to that altar and you still got your hands lifted. And your praise should go even further when you get in the court. When you, when, you, when you get in the most heavenly courts, oh my God, the most heavenly courts of God, that should be a sweet sound of aroma coming from your mouth and from your lips, giving God what is due to Him. So we have got to trust because we walk through the gates like God gets in the oil or something. We won't open our mouth. We walk through, we look, we look crazy. We'll sit there while praise is going on. And we won't budge. We won't move. We won't even lift our hands. We won't utter nothing. Because we think we got it made and we think we're going to arrive. I stopped by to tell you today that ain't none of us arrived yet. 
and we ain't got it made. We holding on by praying. That's why you got to keep your praise. I come to find out that if you give God praise every day, it'll get a little bit better by and by. If it's going to happen overnight, it's not going to happen overnight. Let me help you. It's not. God does things in a process. Because what I understand that if he do it quickly for us, some of us won't know how to receive what God has done for us. So God has to do it through a process. And if he can trust us with the small things, then he can trust us with the big things. So why you got the small things? Give him praise and all of that. So when God bless you with the big things, then you'll know how to be grateful and you'll know how to give God praise through all of that. I hope this message has encouraged your hearts on today. Remember that praise is your weapon. Encourage yourself and tell yourself, my God, that praise is my weapon. They wrote a song that said, praise is what I do. Even when I'm going through, when you're going through, ah, yeah, Rabbi, bullshit, give God praise. Praise, praise, praise is your weapon. God bless you. I'm turning it back over to our host. All right. Uh, woman of God, can I please, because um, I know that you say you're in a, you're kind of in a rush. Uh, can you just bear with me for a moment, please? Sure. Uh-huh. Take your time. Uh, Heavenly, um, Heavenly Father, first and foremost, thank you, Lord, for another uh, podcast. Um, thank you for allowing Apostle Angelica Morris um, for coming on this um, podcast, Lord. Um, bless her ministry, Lord. Um, I, I encourage... Lord, um, please uh, encourage the people, Lord, especially my Christian friends, Lord, that's in my Christian groups to come forth, Lord, and use this platform because this is, I'm giving them free airtime so they don't have to pay anything. And so this is like my quote unquote gift, trying to be a blessing to uh, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, Heavenly Father, I'm praying, Lord Jesus, that you would uh, allow my um film to be fully funded lord this year lord so that way lord i can go ahead lord and move my christian business from behind a computer satan is a lie this organization belongs in those high crime gang and drug infested communities lord where our children are being slaughtered i'm trying to do my part lord jesus so please just bless me, Lord, with the resources. Touch um, everybody's hearts and minds that's on my friends list, Lord, to share my podcast videos, Lord. Let this um, let, um, touch their hearts, Lord, to uh, invest in my uh, revised book, Lord. Let that book get on that bestsellers list, Lord. So that way, Lord, um, you get all the credit and glory, Lord, because you're the one gave me the vision. I wrote the vision and made it plain. So, oh, Lord Jesus Christ, um, I'm doing all I can within my power, Lord. I'm not here to play games. So touch the hearts and minds of all my Christian friends, Lord. My secular friends, Lord, um, let them know who you are, Lord. Reveal, um, perform a miracle, Lord, um, on my behalf, Lord, that you have called me to do this, Lord. That they may turn their life over to you, Lord, to help advance your kingdom, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen, and that's going to conclude our um, show for this evening. All right, we have another guest speaker uh, this evening, Minister Kalisha 
Then Lynn Lings from Jamaica, and she's gonna help uh, clarify her name if I'm spelling it, uh, saying it wrong. Okay, you're on the air. Good evening, good evening. My name is Minister Kalisha Mullings, praise God, and I am from Jamaica. I am the minister for the Woman on the Move for God ministry. It is a ministry with a bunch of women who have set out to help hurting persons around the world with the different type of hurts that they are going through. We try to touch on every area of the different type of hurts and we share our experiences because uh, we believe that we have been touched with all, if not most of the hurts that are out there that persons are going through. Bless the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Um, I am on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Min.Evangelist Kalisha Mullins. Bless the name of Jesus. If persons want to get to me after the broadcast, praise God. So right now I'm just going to jump right into it as I will be sharing a short word with us this evening. Now, the word comes to us from 1 Samuel 15 and verse 24. And it said, And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the Lord's commandment and thy word, because I fear the people and obey their voice. Bless the name of Jesus. Let me read again. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and thy word, because I fear the people and obey their voice. Bless the name of Jesus. And this evening, I would just like to share with us on a simple little topic, whose voice will you obey? Bless the name of Jesus. When we look at the scripture of 1 Samuel 15, praise God, and it spoke about Saul leading the army into battle against the king, King Hag and his army. And the Bible told them that when they defeated them, that they should destroy everything. But the land had a lot of wealth. And their cattle, they look real good and they had a lot of goals. And so the people encouraged Saul to keep the best of the cattle and to keep the fine goals and all of that. And he also spared the life of the king. And this was in rebellion to what God had commanded. And this caused Samuel to sin against God. Samuel chose, sorry, not Samuel, Saul chose to be obedient to the voice of the people than to be obedient to the voice of God. Bless the name of Jesus. And because of that, it cost Samuel the kingdom of Israel. Because of this, the glory of God left, Samuel, left Saul, bless the name of Jesus, and the the the, the Kingship was taken away from Saul's lineage. Bless the name of Jesus. And this evening, I just want to share with us because we look into 
our society today. We look into our world today and we realize that the very same thing that Saul did back then, that we are seeing it in the church today. When we look in the church, we realize that the gospel of Jesus Christ is being watered down. The undiluted word of God is not being preached anymore. When we look around, we see most of what pastors are preaching about and what they are saying is basically about money. We also realize that in a lot of churches, uh, it's not about the word of God anymore, but it has become an organization of the wealthy. And you find out that a lot of persons who have money and they have success in life and nothing is wrong with being wealthy and nothing is wrong with being a millionaire. Bless the name of Jesus. But when you give a person a position in the church because of what they have and when you allow them to do whatever they want to do, which would lead to displeasing God. And just because they are wealthy and they might bring in a hefty amount of tithe and offering into the church and they will donate to the church, then you allow them to be sinning against God, bless the name of Jesus, and then still come into the church and manifest as if they are living a holy life before God. What you are doing is that you are rebelling against the word of Almighty God, because God's word is holiness from start to finish. We realize that instead of pastors preaching the word of God, preaching salvation, preaching deliverance, we find pastors preaching messages that the congregation would be comfortable with, because guess what? I like having a massive church, and therefore, if I preach repentance, and if I preach against fornication, if I preach against adultery, if I preach against murder, if I preach against backbiting, if I preach against homosexuality, if I preach against these things, then I might lose the majority of my congregation. And guess what? The majority of the congregation that they might lose is the upper class majority. It's the wealthy majority. And therefore, they reject preaching the word of God and begins to preach a word that is not bringing glory to God, but a word that is making persons in the body of Christ or persons in the church being comfortable in their sin, living in their sin, and still coming into the house of God. And let me say to us this evening that God is not pleased. And if God took away from Saul the kingdom, if he took away the throne from his lineage because of his stubbornness, because of his rebellion, because of his disobedience, we can rest assured that if us right now, that when God called us to preach his word, when God called us to minister to his people, if we are falling short in ministering the word of God, if we fall short in sharing what God has called us to share, then it simply means that God will not be pleased with us. And if God warned us concerning this and we continue on this pathway, it simply means that the presence of God will leave our life. 
And if the presence of God leave our life and we continue to preach and if we continue to share what we feel, then it simply tells us that we are no longer bringing glory to God, but we are bringing glory to ourselves and we are bringing glory to man. This evening, tonight, who are we pleasing? Is it God or is it man? Who do we want to glorify? Is it God or is it ourselves or is it man? We have to think about these things because at the end of the day, it is us who would be judged. And many persons would think and they would want to say like Saul did, that Lord, it was the people. One thing we have to realize is this, that persons can say anything to us. Persons can tell us to do anything. The choice is up to you. We all know what is wrong from what is right. We also know what pleases God and what displeases God. So the choice is ours. We cannot pass the blame unto anybody else. We cannot do something in life and it did not work out and we're going to say that it is because of you or if it is because of that person. Whatever choice you make, that choice is on you. Whatever decision you make, that decision is on you. Whatever action you take, that action is on you. You are the one who will have to stand before God. You are the one who will have to justify yourself to God. You cannot say, oh God, but it was my congregation. You cannot say, but God, uh, these persons would not come back to church if I did not do what they say. They would not come back, God, if I did not listen or hearken unto what they say. Or God, it is because of this person. Or God, it is because of that person. You know, there is an old saying in my country that says, every tub will have to sit on its own bottom. It simply means that every person have to take responsibility for themselves. Whatever you do, the responsibility is on you. The choice is yours. It is for you to make the right choice. It is not for you to please persons round about you. It doesn't make sense. You please everybody else. You are displeased and God is displeased because the very same people, the very same people that you choose to please and displease God are the very same persons that will turn their backs on you. They will point their fingers at you and they will criticize you for the very choice that you made concerning the counsel that they gave to you. And then what are you going to do? Sit and cry. When you cry, the crying will be too late. The word of God came to Saul and it said, obedience is better than sacrifice. Because what Saul wanted to do was to offer sacrifice unto God to say that he was sorry. But the thing about it is this, 
If Saul had obeyed God and what God told him to do, then Saul would not have to think about offering a sacrifice for his disobedience. It's not like Israel was in need of the things that they took. There were battles that they went into and God told them to keep uh, the precious things, the, the gold and the jewelry, and God told them what to keep. But this particular one, God said to them, listen, destroy everything. Now they took the gold and the silver and the precious things. They took the cattle that look very good and they speared the life of a king. Bless the name of Jesus. And all these things went against what God commanded Saul before he went into battle. And it cost him everything. The choices that you are making, what will it cost you? The decisions that you take, what will it cost you? There are so many persons that they even want to enter into marriages. And they pray about it and the Lord specifically say to them, listen, this is not my will for your life. And they went ahead and they enter into this relationship. And when things turn sour or when things get bad, they began to cry to the Lord and they're asking the Lord, why Lord, why me Lord, Lord help me. And they forget that, listen, before you entered, I warned you not to. I told you this was not my will. The thing about it is this. God can encourage us. God can warn us. God can direct us. God can lead us. But God will not force us. The choice is for you to make. The choice is yours. What will you do with the choice that is placed before you? Whose voice will you obey? The thing about it is this, every choice that you make comes with a consequence. Now, if Saul was obedient to God, then his family would still be sitting on the throne. The lineage would have come through him. He would not have lost the throne. And God would have blessed Israel. But because he disobeyed the word of God, he lost everything. Every single thing he lost. The choices that are before you today. What's the decision that you will make? The choices that are placed before you today. Whose voice will you be obedient to? Now, it's not about the situation that you find yourself in. Because a lot of persons make decisions based on their situation and based on their circumstances at the time. And they would say, okay, God, I chose this because. 
let me jump back into the relationship thing. A lot of persons would enter a relationship for the wrong reason. So take, for instance, somebody is going through financial struggles and all their life, all they know is poverty and financial struggles. And sometimes it's not even hand to mouth. It's not even hand to reach the mouth. Bless the name of Jesus. And the, we all know that the struggle is real. Every person might not experience it or might not have experienced it. But there are, are a lot of persons who have experienced the struggle and that is real. A lot of persons know what it feels like to be hungry. A lot of persons know what it feels like to not have a roof over their head. A lot of persons know what it feels like to be abused and to go through different type of hurts. But your situation should never be the fundamental of your decision. Your decision must always be made with a clear mind and not because of the situation that you find yourself in. A lot of females enter into a relationship, and male as well, they enter into the relationships because things are bad and things are not going good for them. And here comes somebody, come along, and they are well off. And they offer them life on a plateau. Now, there are a lot of red flags that are flying before them, and they see the red flags. Some of the money, it's blood money. Some of it, it's drugs money. They are seeing the red flags because the red flags are clear as day. They are not hidden. They are clear as day. 